1: Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia. And today I am joined by a longtime guest and fan favorite, Ross Derringer, who is the founder of Stratably, a company dedicated to elevating the digital IQ of leading consumer brands. Each week, Ross creates impactful, practical, and easy to digest research that speaks to all layers of an organization, helping them see further around the corner of what's coming in retail welcome back to the show Russ
0: hi Carrie thanks for inviting me back
1: always a pleasure and today we are talking about a new publication and piece of research that you've put together the Amazon advertising benchmark so really excited to dig into some of the takeaways from this report I have sent it to my boss and leadership team with some you know some takeaways here that I'll share what was what stood out to me shortly, but just interested, what prompted you to actually do this research?
0: Yeah, so just to give the listeners a little bit of background, so I benchmarked a little over fifty large to mid-sized consumer brands and agency partners that work with them to understand their growth outlook for 2023, along with their plans. Around their Amazon advertising budgets and strategies and that sort of thing. And the reason why I wanted to do this study was to get a forward looking sense, kind of temperature check, if you will, of how consumer brands are thinking about Amazon within the sort of backdrop of slowing growth and for Amazon and retail more broadly, just to try to understand, you know, what does that mean for Amazon or retail media? Are they planning to cut these budgets pretty dramatically, like what we've seen happen with some budgets around social media, as an example, or mm-hmm. is retail media going to prove resilient? How does Amazon sort of fit into their growth priorities when, you know, GMVs likely to grow in the upper single digits rather than 20 plus percent? like it was pre-pandemic. So it was really Mm -hmm. trying to kind of get that forward-looking visibility.
1: Yeah. And that's in contrast to a lot of studies and benchmarks that are published where it's really historical, like what did you spend versus your forward-looking view, as you're saying.
0: Exactly. And I think my study is complementary to a lot of those studies. And I love over the last several years – There's been more and more sort of like Amazon advertising data that's being published regularly, things like CPCs and ROAS and things of that nature. I think those are interesting studies and helpful from a benchmarking perspective. So I wanted to sort of build on that and provide, okay, what's likely to happen in the future? How are brands thinking about the future And get that information to my subscribers so that they can, you know, compare how their own plans look relative to peers and maybe adjust those plans as they kind of learn this new information.
1: Yeah. Great context there and something that's super helpful, as you said, to get a pulse on what's coming. And do you plan to rerun this analysis in the future for comparison's sake or might this be a one-time thing?
0: No, I'll plan to run it in the future at least twice a year, if not quarterly, just to kind of keep that pulse on what's going on. Obviously, in my research, Amazon ends up being a big focus because it's driving so much of the sort of competitive dynamics in and around e-commerce. And so I'm always sort of trying to understand, hey, how are what's going on out there and how are plans changing? How are consumer brands adjusting as they go through the year. So I plan to do this benchmark and other similar benchmarks like it throughout the year. And just as an aside, anyone at a consumer brand can participate in the benchmarks and then I share the results with those that do as just a thank you for taking the time to do it.
1: That's great. And that's super helpful. Just for context as well, was there in that set of mentioned over 50 consumer brands, was there a typical sort of like size or Scope there? Was it mid market enterprise?
0: So it was a good range of size of companies. I sort of categorized big, medium, small. And it was a little bit, a little over 40% were big. And then the balance was split between medium and small. Small being under 10 million in annual sales, medium being 10 to 40 million in annual sales on Amazon, and then big being 50 million plus. So we had pretty good representation from a size of Amazon business. And then from a category perspective, we had companies across fast-moving consumer goods categories to hard lines to soft lines. FMCG and hard lines were the majority of it, but we did get some soft line Companies competing in softline categories as well.
1: That's great. It'll be very interesting as your audience set expands to split this out by category as well. Because, you know, my initial thesis would be some categories are going to be. More or less optimistic <laughs> about.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I try to, I try to not get around it, but I try to address that sometimes by asking questions around expectations. Mm. So you know, if you were a general merchant, you know, company selling general merchant type categories, let's say for the home in 2022, your expectations were going to be a lot different than someone selling consumer staples goods. So sometimes I ask questions just around like, how do things compare to your expectations, you know, entering the quarter or things of that nature to try to normalize the data across the categories? Because every category is going to be unique. Every category is going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit different in terms of their outlook. So in writing sort of research that goes to a lot of different companies, you have to try to find ways to normalize that in order to get at relevant conclusions. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, well, let's get into the meat and potatoes. What, from your perspective, Russ, what was the most insightful or surprising themes
0: from the report from your point of view? Yeah, there were a lot. So maybe I'll break it down into sort of growth outlook and then Amazon advertising themes that emerged. On the growth outlook, I found it quite interesting when I asked consumer brands, how is your sales growth on Amazon forecasted to change in 2023 compared to 2022? And what I found from the benchmark was that there was a net positive number of consumer brands that were f- projecting accelerating growth in 23. So 40% were saying it we expect growth to accelerate. 28% were expecting it to decelerate. The balance we're expecting kind of stable trends year over year. But that net 12, 13% of consumer brands are saying we expect 23 to actually be better than 22. And I think that sort of cuts through some of the noise around the day-to-day headlines that we're consistently seeing around, you know, Amazon slowing, Amazon laying off employees, Amazon pulling back on this or that initiative. When you kind of drill down into, okay, what does this all mean specifically for how consumer brands do business with Amazon, their projections at this point are on average to see accelerating growth. So 23 could end up being sort of a faster growth year for them than what 2022 was. In other words, you know, maybe the worst is behind us in some respect when it comes to Amazon slowing and those brands that indicate they are planning to see accelerated growth. You know, they cite a range of common tactics and strategies to do so, whether it's assortment expansion refining their advertising tactics, which is getting more and more granular, improving their forecasting capabilities, having better in-stock positions, which limited a lot of growth in the last two years, and so on. So I thought that was a positive element from a growth perspective. And I also, in the report, I analyzed Amazon's projected growth compared to their peer set. So I looked at 15 other retailers that Amazon competes with across grocery club, home improvement, et cetera. And I wanted to get a sense of, is their growth going to outperform that peer set? And if so, by how much? And long story short, like in years past, Amazon's growth is projected to outperform that peer set and that outperformance gap is expected to expand in 2023. So despite all of the progress, and and these other retailers have made significant progress and they have significantly stronger digital businesses, despite all of that, and despite Amazon slowing, its outperformance gap is expected to widen in 2023. And so consumer brands, when they look at their sort of the set of account opportunities In front of them, and they have to make decisions around, you know, where do they invest incremental funds? Where do they invest behind technology and people and external partners, et cetera? Amazon really has not seeded any ground, according to the my analysis, which is informed by the benchmark. So I thought that was another interesting point.
1: Yeah, that is super interesting because we have this conversation a lot with clients and prospects that Acadia is. Whereas, you know, should we be thinking beyond Amazon and this, you know, concept of having your eggs in one basket from a marketplace standpoint? I do understand that rhetoric, but as you mentioned, it's still the number one shopping destination across all categories and certainly the most robust feature set in terms of retail media. And they're just, you know, just head and shoulders above any other competitor right now. And, you know, I kind of wish that wasn't the case. I wish that there were some more legitimate options out there so that we could diversify and have the same sort of tools at our disposal that we do on Amazon. But they're just so far ahead of other players in pretty much every category.
0: Yeah, I wrote an article last year called The Gravitational Pull of Amazon Advertising, which really was meant to highlight just the lead that they have and the tools that they're providing and the capabilities that they offer ends up sort of dominating so much of the resources inside of agencies and SaaS tools which have you know their own you know limitations on how many different areas they can focus on amazon ends up you know dominating a lot of those incremental investments because they're so far ahead and because the opportunity is so big there and You know, at least, you know, from a growth perspective, and we talk about advertising in a second, but from a growth perspective, it's still very compelling, especially from a relative standpoint.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What was some of the other, anything sort of that surprised you from the benchmark?
0: Yeah. So from an advertising perspective, frankly, I was surprised at the strength of Amazon advertising in terms of the potential to gain retail media share. And so, what I mean by that is, I asked consumer brands, how is Amazon advertising as a percentage of your total retail media budget changing in 2023? Is it gaining shares? Is it losing shares? Is it stable? And what I found was that 41% of brands in the study indicated they plan to give Amazon more share of their retail media budgets this year compared to just 14% giving Amazon less share. So that net score of 27%, I felt like was fairly shocking because Amazon already accounts for, you know, depending on who you pay attention to, 70 80% of the retail media market. And brands, when they think about Amazon advertising, they point to its scale, the measurement capabilities, the control and targeting opportunities that we were just talking about as reasons why... They want to put more of their budget towards Amazon. And I think that finding sort of contrasts with what I wrote was it contrasts with our tendency to believe like some reversion or share loss is inevitable for Amazon. You know, when we're bombarded with headlines all year about new retail media offerings announced, those are not all created equal and Amazon, when you... Again, drill down and really ask brands like, "Well, what are you planning for Amazon?" They're saying we're putting more into it. So I thought that was shocking. And I also broke out outperformers and underperformers on Amazon, and that trend was even exasperated. So outperformers on Amazon, they're even more likely to be shifting more funds right. to Amazon advertising. So I guess you know, there's no shortage of opportunity to put money to work in a productive way on Amazon advertising, and that's as true sitting here in 2023 as it was back in 2015 or 2016 when there was you know, essentially very little other retail media going on.
1: Yeah. Just to pick up on a point that you made earlier about the news cycle and our sort of psychological tendencies here. Lots of news about Amazon's growth rate slowing and the layoffs and other competitors launching and taking market share. But this study, and I think where you dig into the actual market share data, it paints a very different view that that yep. Amazon is still delivering really good results for brands and advertisers, still a great destination. More than anything, the amount of traffic that Amazon has really can't be beat online at least so i think this is really important information to be putting out there just to kind of counter some of that rhetoric that is being picked up by the media in particular because it is a it's a more exciting News story to be talking about how you know the incumbent is is falling. <laughs> if it bleeds, yes. it leads, kind of stuff. That's a more interesting news message than hey, the big player is still the big player, and they're still getting better at what they do. And I do, from a solution provider perspective, I mean it when I say it. I am still rooting for Walmart. I am rooting for Target. I am rooting for some alternative players to come onto the scene. And I think that a lot of them are really stepping up the game and providing attractive alternate channels for brands, but you just, you can't argue with the fact that Amazon is still the dominant player with the best sort of platform right now.
0: Absolutely. And to be clear, I'm also rooting for really, you know, strong competition for retail media dollars with Amazon, really from my vantage point, I don't care who wins or loses in the game. I'm really just trying to help my consumer brand subscribers understand like what's going on and what they should be doing going forward. But it's a much more sort of interesting world when you've got Amazon's competitors doing interesting things and several of them, you know, several of them are, and maybe I talk about this in some of the research but in some cases it's not even really Amazon versus the its retail rivals when it comes to retail media it's really retail media versus all other i think media is perhaps like more of the interesting story so how does retail media as a whole with Amazon leading the way how does that impact budget going to sort of programmatic spend of yesteryear or social media spend that's been impacted by Apple's privacy initiatives, things of that nature. So I think there's the retail media market as a whole is growing rapidly. There's a lot of opportunity outside of Amazon for retailers to create a strong media business. But when we think about 2023, through the lens of a consumer brand, and putting money to work and getting you know, strong returns, Amazon remains king of the mountain based on what I can tell from my research.
1: And I think even Amazon is not blind to these competitors stepping up their game as well. And just the fact that there are more viable competitors than ever before is helping Amazon to innovate as well. So even if the competition is still Several yards behind Amazon, it's still getting them to pick up their pace and continue innovating and treating advertisers well. That's, you know, maybe in quotation marks there. (laughs) But um, I think that they know that there are competitors nipping at their heels, which makes the competitive environment better.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think where you see a lot of that innovation is on the analytical front.
1: Yes. With AMC
0: and attribution and stream and, yep. you know, maybe those tools and capabilities would have come to market, you know, regardless. I'm sure they would have, but perhaps Amazon was spurred to bring those to market and develop those tools faster because they saw that as a key way to differentiate yeah. amongst what was becoming a more crowded retail media field. So I think you're right that, you know, competition is good for everyone everyone in the ecosystem, including Amazon, as it spurs them to innovate further.
1: So Russ, I had a couple of takeaways from the benchmark report myself that I'll share and see if you have what you have to add to this. So the first one was companies. You asked some questions about where does the Amazon budget come from? Does it come from above the line brand budget or below the line trade budget? And this was super interesting because there is a real split between brands about where Amazon ad budgets come from. And what was even more curious as a follow-up, the brands that are taking, uh, are using brand budgets to fund Amazon are ultimately going to shrink because brand budgets overall are shrinking in 2023, but trade budgets are staying fairly consistent. So, depending where your Amazon budget is coming from in the p that could have a huge effect on, you know, whether your Amazon overall budget is going to grow or shrink. So I thought that that was a fascinating takeaway.
0: I did as well. And, you know, I think there's very strong arguments to be made that brand budgets should be funding uh, at least some portion of Amazon advertising because, you know, a lot of Amazon advertising options are, you know, stretch across the funnel and, you know, the simple example being like a Thursday night football ad. Well, that looks pretty similar to a TV commercial that is going to be funded out of brand if instead of Thursday night football, it was going to CBS or something of that nature. So there's very strong reasons why brand budgets should be funding Amazon advertising. But the dynamic of a slowing growth, slowing economy. Across the board is putting pressure on those brand budgets. And so it creates this sort of unique competitive dynamic this year where if you are using brand budgets to fund Amazon, you should be looking very carefully at ultimately the dollars going into Amazon advertising. Because if you're competing against rivals in your category that are just funding it out of trade, those trade folks are much less likely to be cutting that spend. Yeah. So you don't want to, you know, you are at risk of falling behind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now is the time to be educating, doing a lot of internal educating about the full funnel capabilities of Amazon and making an argument about passing those out into different stages as well. (laughs) Like you said, there's great upper funnel capabilities with the DSP and, even some of the self-serve ads on Amazon advertising like sponsored display, you could argue that those are upper funnel. With AMC, you can find out for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt what is upper funnel, what's what's converting at the bottom of the funnel. But I would be, if I was a brand side practitioner, I would be doing a lot of internal education on that fact, particularly if you have, if brand if brand is contributing a lot to Amazon advertising, making the point about, a funnel and bottom of the funnel. So you can try and, you know, use the argument in both directions if you can. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I would just say if brand budgets are under pressure and they need to get reduced, just be real surgical in how you're reducing those and be commercially yeah. aware of the impact to an Amazon business where there is this dynamic where not everyone's funding it out of that way. So if you're a, you know, a CPG company, and you do TV advertising, well, probably your CPG competitors, your, your peers are also going to be cutting TV budgets. But that's different than pulling back spend on a particular retail account, in this case, Amazon. So it's just sort of a unique finding from the benchmark, very practical, you know, very practical yeah. finding as well.
1: Yes, definitely. And then the other big takeaway that I shared with my team was 17% of brands have reduced their Amazon ad budget in response to potential recession. 17%. But they're at the same time 10% who have actually increased it. So, you know, obviously there's a difference between 17% and 10%. But I'm surprised about that delta that, you know, the number of shrink, the percent of shrinkers is not higher. And I had a couple of takeaways from that. If you are shrinking your Amazon advertising budget, then you must be aware that some of your competitors are actually doubling down. (laughs) So that's one. And if you are increasing, at the same time, look for those opportunities. Make sure that you're using paid share of voice and very robust competitive landscape tracking to keep an eye out for which competitors are backing away because that is happening. And you can also start to, you know, conquest those brands that are choosing to step back.
0: Yeah. And and I originally asked this question because they're, because of slowing economic growth and budgets under pressure, you've seen declines and, and because of privacy initiatives from Apple, you've seen declines at other advertising platforms, whether it's search or social, but retail media has proven resilient so far. And so I wanted to try to understand, is that just yet to hit retail media or is it actually going to be persistently resilient despite kind of the economic backdrop? And so as you indicated, the results were you know slightly negative, but again, there's 10% that are increasing it. There's 10% that you know, see an opportunity to extend their lead on Amazon in this type of environment. And so I feel like for this year, there's going to be a divergence that happens along two dimensions. One is specific to Amazon outperformance. One is brands that continue to invest in Amazon advertising and increase that spend despite a slower growth environment are going to be winners. And in addition to that, the ones that are using these new analytical tools from Amazon, which will allow them to have much more refined and surgical type tactics and strategies when it comes to what tools to use specifically on Amazon advertising, they're also going to be the outperformers. So If you're leading Amazon or leading e-commerce for a consumer brand, and you can combine both of those things where you double down on Amazon, so to speak, from a spend perspective, and you dive into those tools, either with in-house resources or with a solid external partner, that's going to be a formula to win this year.
1: Yeah, that is a great take-home point. So Russ, where can people get this benchmarking report
0: So I've been publishing different parts of the data at stratably.com. So all of the benchmark research and all of the research I do lives at stratably.com. So you can go there and look at the knowledge hub and it'll all be there.
1: Awesome. And another initiative that you're running this year in 2023 that I'm super excited about is the Stratably Collective. Tell everyone about that.
0: Yeah, so I'm very, very excited about this new initiative. The Stratably Collective is a series of 36 different live virtual events that I'm going to be hosting with leading practitioners in the space. And the sessions are going to be very efficient. So they're just 30-minute live sessions where different companies, I've asked different companies to present on very sort of practical insights that are meant to drive action inside of consumer brands. So our first session is going to get started at the end of January. And maybe by the time this airs, it'll have already been done. But we've got 36 sessions throughout the year. For those listening that are interested, you can go to stradley.com. I've got a whole events Tab where you can see all of the different topics that we're going to be covering. But again, it's going to be like very efficient sessions, very practical, and very impactful. And so I couldn't be more excited. It's really going to complement all of the written research that Stratably does on a regular basis, but get the chance to bring the community together, give listeners a chance to ask questions, and give you know, really smart leaders in the industry and opportunity to educate consumer brands.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I'm presenting with some of my colleagues from Acadia at a couple of sessions and just looking at the topics that you're covering with leading practitioners in this space. I'm definitely going to be adding a whole bunch of those to my calendar as well. So we'll link up to that in the show notes, but it is stratably.com slash events where you can sign up for each of those. Thank you again for joining me. Russ, great to talk with you and grab some insights out of this important research that you've just completed.
0: Well, thanks again for having me, Carrie.